1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, on this fabulous Oscar morning is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. What's up, Keith? Uh, Oscar, Oscar, who will win? <laughs> uh, t- Wait, is that a real song? Uh it's what uh <laughs> Billy Crystal would sing when ah. he hosts it. it's like Oscar Oscar who will win <laughs> I did
0: not know like that like part of his
1: opening montage <laughs> um we're it is Oscar morning. We're actually recording the show on Tuesday, January twenty fourth. Just to bring you all the live Oscar goodness. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. breaking Oscar coverage. <laughs> Katie and Keith not on the scene. <laughs> uh, sort of. We're in Los Angeles. I mean, That's the scene. Yeah, we are in the city. <laughs> we are in La La Land. Yes, exactly. As, as some might say. Um, well, we'll be talking about uh, so much today, including the Academy Award nominations, which were announced this this morning, um, because. The Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we'll be discussing the nominations for the 89th Annual Academy Awards, which were announced this morning here in Los Angeles, including a record-tying number of nominations for the musical La La Land, plus... Some of Billboard's brightest chart stars got nominations, including Justin Timberlake, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Sting, and Pharrell. In addition, we've got a chart chat. We'll run down the new Billboard Hot 100's Top 10, where Bad and Bougie returns to number one. The Billboard 200 Albums Chart, where the XX jumps on at number two. And we'll preview uh, next week's Billboard 200 Top 10, where both John Mayer and the AFI—not the AFI, just AFI. The AFI is a totally different thing. How I say they the— They rank a- movies. It was because I was thinking the XX. <laughs> yes, for I'm like, sure. the XX and the <laughs> AFI and the John Mayer are all headed for the Top 10 next week. Um, anyway, John Mayer and AFI could both debut in the Top 10 next week. So we'll be talking about all that and much more. Uh, But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. Uh, Feel free to tweet us if you want. If you have any questions, just want to say hi. I'm Keith underscore Caulfield, and Katie is KT. Just the letters KT.
0: K.T. Atkinson. I know. And K.T.
1: Tunstall. Yeah, think, but but her name is not actually just the initials KT. It's well, spelled out. Well, I don't out.
0: think KT is either. Yeah, either is. is she. Her yeah. name is KT well, or her, her initials her
1: are KT. S- her, her stage name is K. Oh, T- yes. Period. That you I are KT. Well, my Twitter name
0: is KT Atkinson.
1: Yeah, we spent a <laughs> long time on that Twitter right there. Um, and if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So, um, chart chat. Uh, Before we get to the Oscars, let's talk about the charts because, um, you know, that's billboard. (laughs) Um, On the Hot 100 this week, I'm actually looking at the raw data in front of me. Katie look at this it's like a it's like a spreadsheet full oh, of numbers oh my goodness um, this
0: is what uh all the chart team will translate for you into fun articles as opposed to a spreadsheet
1: no one wants to look at a spreadsheet actually you know I think people might actually want to look at a spreadsheet actually I guess you're probably yeah. right some Pe- people do people love numbers <laughs> um bad and bougie goes back to number one this week it jumps from number two to number one um it had a big actually a five percent gain in overall points this week um and it was up in streams and airplay it was down a little bit in sales, but it continues to gain at radio um, as the song departs viral meme land and turns into an actual legitimate hit. Um, Ed Sheeran, however, last week's number one with Shape of You, falls to number two. It's down 21% in total points, and that's mostly owed to the fact that it couldn't possibly keep up with the enormous sales that it had in its first wave. Right. Because, you know, all of Ed Sheeran's Cheerios, Uh, turned up in its first week, bought the song, and it would naturally have a big decline in its week. Yeah. On the bright side, it's airplay and streams are both up, so that means we'll probably see Shape of You kind of settle down a little bit, and then maybe move back up. Mm -hmm. But it's already been number one, so really, can you go behind higher? I mean, he's already gotten his number one. Yeah. Um, Elsewhere in the top ten, we've still got Black Beatles, Closer, and Starboy all in the top five. Notably... For the second week in a row, the entire top five are all current or previous number ones. Oh, that's very interesting. It is kind of interesting, isn't it? Share the wealth, guys. Yeah. Come on. Put <laughs> somebody else in there. <laughs> it's been forever you've been in the top ten. Um Chainsmokers speaking of, they also debut in the top ten with their new single, Paris. It debuts at number seven. Um, so the Chainsmokers have two singles concurrently in the top ten, mm-hmm. as closer, featuring Halsey is at number four. Um the rest of the top 10 are made up of familiar faces. Machine Gun Kelly and Camila Cabello uh, return. Actually, I think they hit a new high, I think, this week, going from 10 to 6. I'm sure some oh, will correct- The
0: Camila fans will definitely be pumped
1: about that. Yeah, hopefully I didn't say that wrong. Hopefully that is correct. And yeah, That's
0: as high as I remember it going. I can <laughs> tell you that much. I don't have a spreadsheet handy.
1: We'll edit that out if it's not correct. <laughs> um, and also uh, Zane and Taylor Swift jump back into the top 10 with, I don't want to live forever. <laughs> I still want to keep doing that. I just can't sound like Zane no matter how hard I try. It jumps from 12 to 8. Um, so that's the big exciting stuff on the top 10 on the Hot 100. Over on the Billboard 200, it's a pretty sleepy top 10. Um The only new album in the top 10 is the XX's I See You. I see you. At number two, it debuts at number two. I'm not sure
0: if they intended it to be that creepy. (laughs) I see you.
1: Uh, debuts at number two with 46,000 equivalent album units, of which 36,000 were in traditional album sales. Uh, Not number one. Wait, sorry. (laughs) At number one. Is the weekend's Starboy most definitely number one for a fourth non-consecutive week at number one? Actually, the third straight week at number one for the weekend. Uh, here's a fun fact for you: the top two artists on the Billboard 200 this week mm-hmm. are The Weeknd and The XX. The last time numbers one and two were both by artists that had their names start with The was back in 1982. Eighty two. Eighty two. I'm not, and you're not going to be able to guess, but maybe you can. Okay. I don't know the cars. Nope. The <laughs> the no no know, yeah just right no. right. Um, it was for four weeks in March and April of 1982. The Go Go's and the Jay Giles band, nice, um, were uh, one and two uh, for a couple weeks there. Uh, the Go Go's was number one with "Beauty and the Beat." And uh, Jay Giles' band was number two with freeze frame. So- freeze, frame,
0: freeze, frame, freeze
1: frame. Freeze Frame, Freeze Frame, Freeze Frame, Freeze Frame. Now Freeze. freeze, frame, <laughs> now freeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can tell people that we don't have a whole lot of a script today. <laughs> we're, yeah. a too, we're a little bit too off script. Um, so yeah, that's a fun little the the chart stat. It's like the chart stat of the week, but buried within the regular context of Indeed. the show. We like to just offer some fun chart stats yeah. once in a while. Um, rest of the top 10 are things that have been in the top 10 before. Um, next week's top 10, though, we could actually see some new debuts from John Mayer's new EP, um, which is called the Search, for, <laughs> the Search for Everything, Wave 1, not to be confused with Rogue One.
0: Were you also wondering if La La Land might get a bump from the... Oscar nominations we're about to discuss.
1: Yes, well, I will. We'll get to that in just a second. Okay, when, when I s- can't wait. When I say AFI's new album, we'll also head to the top ten. Mm-hmm. Probably it's called. It's a self-titled album, but it's also called the Blood Album. So oh, okay. AFI the Blood Album. Okay, yeah. So they both could be in the top ten. John Mayer could maybe do around forty thousand units. AFI could do maybe thirty thousand. And yes, La La Land. Could see a big surge in sales after its 14 Academy Award nominations Record-tying. A record-tying 14 nominations. What? Well, let's move on to the Oscar I mean, I'm just apparently ready to talk about the Oscars. It's fine. We can talk <laughs> about the Oscars. Um, there wasn't a... I, I was doing most of the talking there on the chart chat anyways.
0: Maybe that's why I was like, hey. Hey. <laughs> I got
1: things to say. I'm over here. <laughs> um, t- t- w- What was the first thing that struck you about today's nominations, Katie?
0: Well, I think people expected after the Golden Globes domination that La La Land would also do quite well in the Oscar nominations. This isn't like, you know, sometimes there's things that aren't identical between the Golden Globes and the Oscars, but this one was like a clear, like, this is a favorite. Mm -hmm. And it seriously delivered, coming through with 14 nominations, tying the record held by All About Eve and Titanic. So, I mean that's a pretty good company, yeah, those are movies that we remember, <laughs> like those are those are huge movies, and also, like you know, Titanic probably had a lot of technical awards, I would think, yes, or nominations, and La La land while, it does have some technical aspects of it, like I think probably it's music, it's acting, it's directing, all that are just getting a lot of love
1: as well they should because it's a great movie, yeah. Um, Among those uh, nominations for La La Land were two nominations in the Best Original Song category, uh, which I'm flipping to right now. You know
0: what I was excited about? Tell me. Knowing that the name of the category is Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures and then in parentheses Original Song. That is a cumbersome title. I thought it was just Best Original Song,
1: Call It A Day. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) But this is
0: from the official Academy, like nominations
1: yeah yeah i mean so i guess that will will your academy award read uh, best achievement in music written for that a lot original to original engrave song? on that tiny little plaque that they put on the statue um well the nominees for best original song include two from la la land two songs from la la land which we just mentioned say la la land a whole bunch and it mm-hmm. sounds really weird um audition the fools who dream from la la land music by Justin Hurwitz and lyric by is it Binge Pasek and Justin Paul, and then City of Stars from La La Land, uh, same nominees as uh, Audition.
0: I think City of Stars everyone expected to be nominated, and yes. that
1: Audition was the
0: surprise or sort of surprise here. Right. Although reading our um, you know our sister publication, The Hollywood Reporter, Scott Feinberg, who's the expert in all thing Oscars for them, he said that talking to um, music experts and people in the industry that they actually thought of audition as the better musical arrangement than city of stars. So hmm. that was interesting. So he kind of expected and called that audition would get nominated because these people in the music community really rallied behind it.
1: I wonder why that is.
0: Why? I mean, they're, they're both,
1: with... they're both impeccable songs in my mind. See, I would think, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie. Um, we're not going to spoil anything by us talking about what we're talking about now. Um, I thought that because La La Land had like a recurring, it was a recurring motif through the movie. City of Stars was definitely the theme. That's what I meant. Yeah. City of Stars. Mm-hmm. And like you hear it multiple times and it has like an earworm quality. Oh yeah. But Audition is is a song that comes at a pivotal moment in the movie and really kind of thrusts the movie forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they were thinking because Audition specifically moves the story forward. Which
0: you know the Oscars like in yeah. this category.
1: Maybe they might. They're like, we want to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to La La Land, which does move
0: the story City forward.
1: City of Stars. Gosh <laughs> darn
0: it. Gosh darn it.
1: <laughs> as opposed to City of Stars, which may, may not have the same sort of um. Though I think you could counter with it and say, because it appears multiple times in, in the film in kind of different forms, it moves the story forward in a different way. Um, it's
0: also kind of hard to pinpoint which version of City of Stars you're rewarding. Because right. we originally just see it as a solo with Ryan Gosling, and then we have it as a duet between the two of them. And then, as Keith said, it's it's the music of it like you repeats he- throughout the... Uh, like, you do hear when, the,
1: the orchestral bit. like Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, those are the two of the five nominations in the original song category. The others are can't stop the feeling from trolls that's the first nomination for Justin Timberlake music and lyric by Justin Timberlake Max Yay. Martin and Carl Johan Schuster I think Max Martin's been nominated before right You
0: know uh, the minute you said his name out loud I was I wonder. wondering how many times he's been nominated so you know we'll go ahead and research that we'll put it we'll put it in the
1: article that accompanies this podcast yeah. um the empty chair from Jim the James Foley story music and lyric by Jay Ralph and Sting both previous uh, nominees and How Far I'll Go from Moana, Music and Lyric by Lin-Manuel Miranda. This is his first Oscar nomination. Little known I. <laughs> uh, musician Lin-Manuel Miranda. You, you may have heard of Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton, <laughs> uh, the Hamilton mixtape. And he's currently filming Mary Poppins Returns in London. Uh, cool thing about this is that if Lin-Manuel Miranda wins the Oscar... He will have completed the famed EGOT. Already. E-G-O-T. That stands for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. The four big prizes in the entertainment industry.
0: What is his Emmy for,
1: Keith? Um, he wrote a song for, I, I don't know. I put you on the spot. Um, But he does indeed have an Emmy. That's the only one that I was like, wait, what is that for? Because
0: I know the uh, Hamilton soundtrack won a Grammy
1: um last year you could probably google it um google it in the meantime we'll move on um other fun facts about this year's academy award nominations uh in the original score category thomas newman is nominated for passengers and that is the 90th nomination for the newman family so (laughs) insane um, which extends, the, I th- I, they already had the record for the most nominations for a single family, and now they have got ninety. It's uh, no one will touch
0: that. There no. had to be one serious like dynasty to be able to touch ninety nominations. Drew
1: Barrymore will have to have a bunch of children. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they all have to start like writing music or doing like <laughs> special effects or something. Um, uh, also, just sort of overarching factoids about this year's nominations, which are not necessarily music-specific. La La Land is the first musical with original music and story to receive a Best Picture nomination since All That Jazz in 1979 and the second since Anchors Away in 1945. Uh, These facts come to us courtesy of the Academy. Um, You know, when we think of musicals, which are often celebrated by the Oscars
0: they're typically ones that originated on Broadway or, you know, ones that people are mildly familiar
1: with. Right. Um, you know, some notable uh, films that have received a lot of Oscar love in the past include Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, Les Miserables. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, Moulin Rouge, though, uh, does not have original music. Right. Um, like Music
0: is our pop
1: songs yeah. that you already know. I mean, there is some quasi-original music, but it was like it's like music that you hadn't known of before, but it wasn't original, I guess, to the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all very tricky with yes. the Oscars. Um, so yeah, that's why La La Land stands out so much because it's like a wholly original thing. Um, and uh, another fun fact for the Academy: the Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, is the seventh song from a documentary feature to be nominated uh, for original song, and the fifth in the past five years. I think the first song to win Best Original Song that was from a documentary was, if I'm not mistaken, and we'll edit it out if I'm wrong, was Melissa Etheridge's um, song for An Inconvenient Truth, Mm -hmm. Um, I Need to Wake Up. Glad I pulled that one out of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, the 89th Oscars will be held on Sunday, February 26, 2017 at the Dolby Theater at the Hollywood and Highland Center in Hollywood and will be televised live on the ABC television network at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. The Oscars will be televised live in more than 225 countries and territories worldwide. Um,
0: To revisit the Lin-Manuel Miranda EGOT conversation very briefly, uh, he apparently won a Primetime Emmy in 2014 for the music in the 67th Annual Tony Awards. So there you go. That's appropriate. And I mean, I suppose he was, uh, um, you know, known for In the Heights at that point. Because it was, uh, yeah, 2014, it would have been already out. So he probably got that gig
1: because of In the Heights. Um, You know, what's cool about the nomination for Lin-Manuel is that he joins the ranks of such previous Disney film song nominations as... A whole new world from Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. Um, you've got a friend in me from Toy Story, Chim Chimmery from Mary Poppins. Hey, you
0: mentioned another Newman win there. Hey. The, <laughs> you uh, got a friend the, in the me. Ran- another Newman from the Newman <laughs> Randy. family, Randy. <laughs> um,
1: so it must be it must be really cool for him to kind of be part of this sort of Disney legacy. Um, it must be also very cool for Justin Timberlake to say that he's now an Academy Award nominated artist.
0: Uh, yeah, I feel like he's got to be over the moon. Like, I mean, he's had an, obviously, an exceptional career in so many ways. But, like, this is an achievement that is, it's very difficult. Like, it's a hard one to get. And he got it. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, he's actually been on the Oscar stage before. Uh, I was telling Katie about this the other day. Not like she needed to be told. But though he was not previously nominated... He did sing a song that was nominated, mm-hmm. um, "Music of the Heart," or "Music of My Heart," "Of My Heart" from the movie "Music of the Heart" with Unsink and Gloria Stefan. Yes, and um, that was a film I believe that starred Meryl Streep. Bad movie. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's, <laughs> well, Meryl, it's just very tricky, but Meryl Streep is the star. Yes. Um, speaking of Meryl Streep, I mean
0: any Meryl Streep movie
1: is a is a great Meryl Streep performance. Yeah, you can always count on at least she'll be great. At yes. Um, everything else could be crap. <laughs> you never know. But she's great. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Meryl Streep, who actually uh, has charted on Billboard's charts mm. um, and is a singer of some note. Uh, she, you know of course, was in Mamma Mia. And Except
0: for in her new movie where she's the worst the opera worst
1: singer s- that ever existed. And she got an Academy Award nomination. Yes, for she that, did. For, for Florence Her Foster record
0: Jenkins. extending 20th nomination. 20 nominations. Yeah. No actor
1: has ever received
0: that many another tough record to ever crack the Newman family and Meryl Streep have a pretty good lock on these on those records I, it's I would just, say maybe they can get her to sing on
1: the show um in the style of Florence Foster Jenkins oh maybe not <laughs> maybe it's like maybe she can present the best original song category there and do go. her interpretations of the songs <laughs> as Florence oh Foster man Jenkins. I don't think we want that either um a, an artist that we didn't that we mentioned at the top of the show but didn't address yet is Pharrell Actually, Pharrell is not nominated for Best Original Song, though he has been in the past. Was he nominated for "Happy" for Despicable Me? He was. He is nominated this year for Best Picture. Yeah, he's a he's a big time producer now. He's a producer, man. Um, he is nominated for Hidden Figures. Thank you, as one of the producers on Hidden Figures, that piece of my press release just floated away. Um, but he's one of the producers on or Hidden Figures. Or
0: as Jenna Bush said to him on Golden Globes night, "Hidden Fences." A, a,
1: a, a <laughs> lot of people call it Hidden Fences. <laughs> a lot
0: of people must. Yeah, it was Michael Keaton also said that on the
1: Golden Globe stage. That's the problem with having liquor at the at the table at the <laughs> <Yes>. Golden Globes. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you you start to rearrange uh, mm-hmm. the, the film titles inadvertently. inadvertently. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good year for for music at the Academy Awards. Also fun. Um, The nominees this year for Best Original Song, one of them was a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. Which would be my boy Justin. Can't Stop the Feeling. And in fact, the last song to be nominated that was also number one was by the gentleman we just talked about, Pharrell, when Happy Uh was a number one hit. Um, It's not too often that, especially in recent years where we've had number one hits on the Hot 100 also become Best Original Song nominees.
0: Because as we talked about earlier, the Academy really looks for the context of a song in a movie, and I feel like a lot of pop songs that go with movies are more like, put them over the end credits or whatever, yeah. and then or put it in the music video, but it's not really a big piece of the actual movie. Right. I have not seen Trolls yet, so somehow I've not seen Trolls, but I, I think that there is... Like, I think Can't Stop the Feeling, because I know there's, on the soundtrack, multiple versions of the song where, like, Anna Kendrick sings it, uh, her character sings it, and, like, so it seems like they really pushed it as a big part of the movie.
1: Before um, Happy and Can't Stop the Feeling, the last song to be nominated for an Academy Award that was also a number one hit was Eminem's Lose Yourself. mm Which also won the Academy Award. Yes, it did. It was number one. Detroit. Number one for 12 (laughs) weeks. Um, Something that we've mentioned on previous shows, so I'm not going to pretend like it's a brand new statistic for you. Um, Back in 1984, all five of the nominees in this category were number one hits. Yes, we have talked about this before. We have talked about it, but I'll just refresh everyone's memory. Uh, They were. I feel like Flashdance was involved. Stevie Wonder's (laughs) I Just Called to Say I Love You from The Woman in Red. Phil Collins, Against All Odds. From Against All Odds. From Against All Odds. (laughs) Oh, go back and listen to that show. Katie and I just had a laughing fit that day. Um, Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters from the film of the same name. Kenny Loggins' Footloose, of course, from Footloose. And Denise Williams' Let's Hear It for the boys. Oh, so it was the two Footloose songs. Yes. And those were just the performers, by the way. Those are not necessarily people who actually got the nominations. Right. Um, but all five girls were also number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Back in the 80s, it was pretty normal for huge pop hits to also get nominations. Movie soundtracks were big business. Yes. And then not so much. And so it's kind of fun to see, you know, pop superstar Justin Timberlake and, you yeah, know. Yeah, Moana, Trolls, La La Land
0: all, you know, become Billboard 200 hits.
1: It's 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 a it's a nice, robust category. Indeed. Um, well I think that's it for this week's show Um, an Oscar Oscar heavy show Oscar Oscar who will win (laughs) Um,
0: now I know what that's from yes Um, any parting words Katie I mean just looking forward to I mean awards madness has officially like it's in full swing Grammys coming up in a couple weeks oh Grammys yeah very soon very soon Grammys sooner than we would ever expect Um, so what song should we go out on oh man um, let's hear it for the boy, Footloose. Oh my god, I love let's hear it From the boy. Denise, Denise Williams. Denise Williams, let's hear it for the boy. See you guys I next week. Bye. Let's hear, it from let's hear the boy hey, yeah. Let's hear it from my baby. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom?